0: Welcome everybody and thanks for joining us on episode 44 of Health Talk with Dr. Cal. We are in the middle of a what is series. In episode 38, we discussed what is chiropractic. In episode 39, we discussed what is acupuncture. In episode 40, we talked about what is hypnosis. In episode 41, we discussed what is naturopathy. In episode 42, we discussed what is iridology. Last week in episode 43, we discussed what is reflexology. This week, we're discussing what is Reiki. Reiki is a Japanese technique for stress reduction and energy healing. It's done by laying on hands to balance the life force energy in your body. Have you ever felt low energy in certain parts of your body? Maybe from a physical injury or even emotional pain? The aim of Reiki is to remove those blocks and improve the flow of energy around the body to speed healing and enable relaxation. Relax and recharge. Sounds nice. Hey everybody and welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner and today we are discussing what is Reiki on podcast number 44. Hi Dr. Kell. Hi Nikki. I'm so excited to listen about uh, Reiki today. But before we get that, can we go over the quote? Yes. Okay. Keep Your Face to the Sunshine and You Can Never See the Shadows by Helen Keller. Great one. Yeah.
1: Especially for someone who was blind.
0: Right? That's what I was thinking. I guess she feels, right? Yes. She feels that Wasn't sunshine. she deaf
1: as well? Yes. Wow. Amazing I think so. that she could accomplish what she did being in that condition. Hard hard to imagine. There was a woman who truly overcame her difficulties. Oh, yeah. Right. Wow. Yes. Definitely a, a cup half full type of attitude she had to have had.
0: That gives you perspective. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: So today, article of the day. Okay. Trauma isn't just psychological. It can impact your body too. Something we've been saying for ever, right? They're called psychosomatic responses, meaning the traumas you had in your life, whether severe or chronically mild, can impact your health and can produce symptoms in the body when they're being caused by a psychological problem or experience or a traumatic experience that's occurred in your life or many traumatic experiences. And what do we define as a traumatic experience? Something where your body reacts to it in a negative way. See, not mm-hmm. everybody responds to given experiences the same, right? Some people can be exposed to something that might feel negative and bad to a hundred people, yet one person may not be traumatized by that experience. The simple fact is, though, that if you are traumatized in some way, if your body reacts in a negative way, then it can produce physical symptoms in your body. And if you can counteract that negative feeling in that memory in your brain and remove that physical response, when you think about that memory, you can heal from the problem, and the physical effect can uh, be resolved or go away. Mm.
0: You know what it makes me think of? What? I read an article, um, you know, Lady Gaga, Mm -hmm. singer-actor, there. Um, she was dealing with fibromyalgia, and it was linked back to, she had a major traumatic event when she was 18 and just starting in the music industry, she was uh, raped um, and controlled by someone that was obviously very high up. And um, so that left left a lasting impact on her physical body. And it left pain because she never dealt with the emotional pain. She just hit it. And um, I don't even know if she's... I don't think she will even say the, the person, the abuser's name, um, but she's definitely has talked about the trauma and how it's affected her body, her physical body.
1: And yeah, I think- for, for years, I said, uh, fibromyalgia was idiopathic or of unknown origin. And I think a lot of these conditions, especially the immune conditions or autoimmune conditions, which I think fibromyalgia could be placed at least in the, on the edge of that uh, diagnosis. It's an inflammatory response in your body. And so therefore, a lot of these things I think are related back to the way you react to a given experience. and in that case, uh, it would be a negative response, obviously. And so that would carry on in her subconscious and and think about all the things in life that could retrigger that that feeling. It's, it's chronic, becomes chronic. Anytime a man would uh, probably come come near her and touch her or or begin to, impose control upon her it would bring back all those feelings and yeah. uh, develop into that disorder of fibromyalgia and that's that's uh could could definitely be connected
0: i don't know if you remember dr kell she used to like cover her face in like the most outrageous things like and and outfits when she'd go to award shows and it it kind of makes sense now that she was i'm not saying she was hiding but just you know it's not a typical outfit or way to dress for an award show most people show their beautiful smiling face and but she would like cover up with part of her costume or and uh it was very interesting
1: well and you could about. relate that that's interesting you say that and you know without being able to talk to her directly and, and know why she did that that could definitely be a symptom they say that women who have gone through that oftentimes many of them become overweight when yeah. they've been mistreated by men or molested or gone through rapes. Again, a reaction to it, in a sense, make an attempt to make themselves less attractive. At least that's yes. the psychology that I've heard behind some of that. Again, everybody reacts differently to given stimuli in life. So what they do may not be the same as what someone else does as a given reaction to a specific type of trigger that brings out whatever those feelings were when the, when the bad thing or the negative thing occurred. I was going to read part of this article here that talks a little bit about uh, how can the body react to trauma. Let me go ahead and read this. It says, When working with patients, and this is from a doctor, Christine Gibson. When working with patients who have experienced trauma, some may have a fight or flight type of response, which may include muscle tension, heart pounding, sweating, Others may be experienced by the freeze response, which can look like someone struggles to move or get out, of, get out of bed. Let's see, we're more familiar with fight or flight because it looks kind of like anxious energy, and all those physical things show up in the body. But what a lot of people don't understand is that freeze response is also related to trauma. Yes. So she's talking about the subtle effects that occur when someone's exposed to a traumatic experience, your body immediately goes into a sympathetic mode, which is the fight or flight response. That's what occurs. And in the case of of rape, sometimes people fight and run, others freeze and just allow the event to occur, and then later almost try to cover it up. And that's the way they cope with that negative experience. It's like they want to put it away and not think about it. Whereas the other runs, or fights, and uh, and then tells everyone about it in, in an effort to expose the person who hurt them, as well as that's their coping mechanism for dealing with those kinds of traumas.
0: So, for the freeze, Doctor Kell, is that kind of like dissociating?
1: Yes, they definitely. I think the second or the freezing is, is worse uh, emotionally, and that can cause more internal physical problems than than the other person who would who would fight and run or run and fight uh, whatever is required because they're tending to follow the pathway of trying to get a result even if it's not a a full recovery they're at least trying to find closure of some kind to the experience and I think emotionally they come out a little bit more healthy that way however in some cases it can end up worse and and throughout the years you know there have been movies made about it where someone went and exposed the person and and the end result was worse because then nobody believed the woman. And our society today tends to be, it, it seems like we go to extremes both ways. All the got, woman's got to do is claim it and he's guilty, mm-hmm. you know, whereas before the woman claimed it and nobody would believe her. So there's got to be a, a middle, middle ground there somewhere with, with the results of, of when the accusation is made and what really occurred. But what we're really talking about is and if a woman would lie about that, she's got emotional issues to begin with, uh, right? right. Uh, mm-hmm. But all these emotional things that happen to our life, which cause a negative reaction, build up on our mind, and they, they're stored there. And one of the reasons the body stores there is because it's a protective mechanism. You know, you look at animals who can't speak like we do, can't communicate like we do. They have a traumatic experience in their life. Those things help them to survive, so if they've been attacked, you know, it's like a fish. If he if he jumps on a hook and, and gets hooked, uh, he sees the hook and he grabs it, thinks it's food, he gets hooked. But if he gets off, he's now had a had a response in his, in his brain, his little tiny brain that says, I see that hook or anything that looks like it again, I don't bite it.
2: I stay mm-hmm. away from it.
1: And that's how I mm-hmm. survive. Yeah. Similar with us, you know, that uh, Lady Gaga never put herself in that kind of situation again to where she could be compromised in that way. And so she would now gained an intelligence to where she wouldn't allow herself to for that to happen again. Does it sometime repeatedly happen to people? Yes. And in that case, they didn't really learn from the first time or or maybe those are people that shut it out of their mind and and let it go as if it was nothing, no big deal or or it didn't matter. I uh, could talk about that for a long time. What we're really trying to get at with this article is that there are truly a physical conditions that occur from traumatic experiences and there are many ways to help those things. Some of the therapies we do in our clinic are, are called mind-body balance. Uh, hypnosis can help with those things. What you're trying to do is disassociate. And there are many other treatments. Uh, and this article talks about them and we'll, on the podcast description where uh, where you can look and read these articles that we talk about this one you know there's specific things uh, psychologists do there's one called cognitive processing therapy and prolonged exposure therapy what's called this mind body balance therapy that we do in our clinic is tied to disassociating the experience so that when you get triggered again you can think about it but you don't have an emotional response to it and it's not hiding it away to not ever think about it or or not have it come back to you if you do have a trigger, it's enabling you to not have an anxiety response when you think about it again. It's allowing you to let it go, let it get out of your system. So it's like, Mm. I'm not going to let that experience control me anymore. I don't need to be afraid anymore when I think about that. And that's where we want to be, right? We don't want to have that anxious feeling anymore. We don't want to feel the nausea or anything else. We don't want to feel like running and hiding when we think about something that happened to us anymore. We, we can recognize that, that something had happened to us in the past, but we don't need to react to it in a fearful way anymore. Uh, we can still know it's there. We can still avoid the any future possibility of it happening because we have that knowledge, but we don't have to be afraid whenever we think about it anymore. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So Hopefully there's lots the of therapies church. out
1: there, but that's the key. That is the key. That's what we want to do. We want to, if you want to get help, get over those things, you need to get, find the therapy, whichever gets you there to where you're not, uh, not having that physical, anxious, fearful response. When yeah not being triggered referred. there's no more yeah no longer do you trigger negatively to that memory mm-hmm. yes very good well today we're talking about reiki okay reiki or did you have any other comments about that reiki kind of fits in here um, yeah
0: i was thinking the same thing actually
1: re- along with that article it's one reason i chose it and reiki specifically isn't about emotions uh but uh, have you ever had a reiki treatment
0: i have i've had, had a have. few Okay. Yeah, back when I was in my 20s.
1: Okay, yep. so how would you describe Reiki? And then I'll go into what this article says.
0: It was kind of like, I, I, th- I believe I went in and talked about whatever was felt off. I don't know if it was energetically or emotionally or what was, I just kind of described what was going on. And then um, the Reiki healer put his hands above my body and just kind of helped to rebalance my energy
1: there you go there you have it energy is or reiki is often referred to as energy therapy right heard it yep. called anything else
0: energy therapy energy healing
1: yep. energy work i think is sometimes energy work just, there you go and, and it kind of you know for some it makes it sound like it's way out there Ooh, you know something weird um but really here's here's let me read what i found in this article says what is reiki reiki is a japanese technique for stress reduction and relaxation that also promotes healing it is administered by laying on hands and is based on the idea that an unseen life force energy flows through us and is what causes us to be alive if one's life force energy is low then we are more likely to get sick or feel stress and if it is high We are more capable of being happy and healthy. The word Reiki is made of two Japanese words. Rei, or R-E-I, which means God's wisdom, or the higher power. And Ki, or K-I, which is life force energy. So Reiki is actually spiritually guided life force energy. Before I go on there... Kind of goes along the principles of of acupuncture, the meridians, the energy flow around the body. Though they're not specifically treating any of the acupuncture points or discussing the meridians itself, we know now scientifically that the body generates energy. There is a level of energy flow being emitted from the body, all over the body, outwardly to others. You know, some people call it an aura. Probably do another podcast on um, what are chakras. Things like that. I think that would be a good one. Maybe we'll do that one next. We're still discussing what will come after this one. Uh, We produce energy. There's no doubt about that. Uh, When we get close to someone else, our energy interacts. There's a connection. What happens when you get a Reiki treatment? Basically, they're using their hands, and and they do a form of diagnosis. You went in and explained uh, symptoms you were having or things you were feeling, and that gave the Reiki... Uh, specialist a uh, an idea of where to focus on your body oftentimes people when you and and i've had reiki treatments before as well when you're those hands are moving over you you can feel an excessive amount of warmth uh, increase okay. in given areas maybe you felt that as well yeah uh, and people often say afterwards they feel much better i truly believe there's a life force within us uh, otherwise when um You know, you go from being animated to unanimated when you die. Uh, Something's gone. Uh, Something's not working anymore. An atheist would say, well, the heart stopped pumping, so therefore everything quit working. And the energy stopped flowing, and so the electricity stopped flowing, and therefore you're gone. Well, if you want to look at it from a scientific perspective, you can probably say, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Believe what you want to believe. But I believe that there is a force within us that call it the spirit that exists in your body, that it keeps everything working together. It's the force that keeps all that working together. And I think as your body, personally, I believe, uh, again, my own belief that as you get older and you, your body becomes ill and aged, eventually the spirit says, I can't exist anymore inside this body and it leaves. And when it leaves, you die. Or when the body stops working completely, it leaves. It can't be in there and function or use this body Mm -hmm. anymore. And so it, it leaves. So that energy is generated by the function of all the processes going on in your body. And I believe by the spirit too. So let's see here. Reiki is a simple, natural and safe method of spiritual healing and self-improvement that everyone can use. It has been effective in helping virtually every known illness and malady and always creates a beneficial effect. It also works in conjunction with all other medical and therapeutic techniques to relieve side effects and promote recovery. I took this from uh, Reiki.org. An amazing simple technique to learn, the ability to use Reiki is not taught in the usual sense, but is transferred to the student during the Reiki class. This ability is passed on during an attunement given by a Reiki master and allows the student to tap into an unlimited supply of life force energy to improve one's health and enhance the quality of life. Its use is not dependent on one's intellectual capacity or spiritual development and therefore is available to everyone. It has been successfully taught to thousands of people of all ages and backgrounds. While Reiki is spiritual in nature, it is not a religion. It has no dogma. There is nothing you must believe in in order to learn and use Reiki. In fact, Reiki is not dependent on belief at all and will work whether you believe it or not because Reiki comes from God. Many people find that using Reiki puts them more in touch with the experience of their religion rather than having only an intellectual concept of it. While Reiki is not a religion, it is still important to live and act in a way that promotes harmony with others. I'm probably butchering this name, uh, Maikau Usui, the founder of the Reiki system of natural healing recommends that one practice certain simple ethical ideals to promote peace and harmony which are nearly universal across all cultures there we have it reiki is considered energy work or balancing the energy in your body we could say it interconnects overlaps with acupuncture meridians could overlap with mind-body balancing in a sense anything that's balancing your energy levels, that's balancing your anxiety, your emotions, could fall into these kind of categories. But typically when people say that's energy work, they're referring to Reiki. Does that make sense to you? Is that agree with yeah, your understanding? Yeah, I was going to ask, you,
0: so, when did you um, have Reiki sessions?
1: Uh, when I was in school, going through chiropractic school, there are different, you know, you have people from all walks of life, uh, have done all kinds of things. And there were people going, you know, becoming doctors of chiropractic that had Formally learned reiki and oh. use it on people and and since we've been in practice we've had people come in who use it or ha- have had it done and oftentimes people not even calling it reiki do what reiki describes where it's just a matter of laying your hands over somebody's body uh, around their brain around their head around their legs or given injuries in the body and just keeping your hands you know uh, within an inch of the body and moving around holding it in given areas uh, i've often had uh, Headaches, I haven't had any for a long time, but I can remember times in my life where I've had headaches and had my wife just sit there and give me a, a little uh, energy treatment and just having her hands there right next to my head and, and you know, after an adjustment or situations yeah. like that and felt the headache go away. There's a multitude of, of uh, ways to heal naturally, uh, and there's all kinds of things out there to try, and I suggest to people if uh, you... Don't get, if one thing doesn't work, no different Mm -hmm. than what the medical doctor will do. Here, take a drug. That one didn't work. I got another one. So, uh, but in this case, you're doing something natural and healthy for you. And it's not going to harm you in the process either. So, and it's not voodoo. It's not, uh, some people are afraid of these kinds of things because they think they're mystical and and come from a dark source. And uh, uh, that could be nothing but farther from the truth in this case with uh, Reiki.
0: You said it comes from God. It's spiritual healing. Yeah. The whole
1: basis yeah. is that you have a spirit inside you and, and the energy and the connection between the spirit and the body get out of balance. And we're just helping everything reconnect. And
0: Do that one more time. Spirit right. inside you.
1: I'm not sure I can say that a second
0: time. <laughs> you said there's a spirit inside you. Yeah, and yeah the,
1: the spirit the and body. the body connect, and they can get out of balance. That connection can get out of balance, and that's where I mm. see the en- energy levels are in flux. You know? They say those that can see auras, uh, and as, again, getting out there. Some people can't handle this information. They think it's just way too unscientific, and, and that's okay. Uh, I'm okay <laughs> with that. I uh, think everybody needs to be wherever they feel comfortable. And, and if, it's, if your faith or your belief is in modern medicine and, and big pharma and the AMA, uh, you're far more likely to get feel better and have your symptoms resolved by going that route than you will be if you have a bunch of doubt related to a natural form of healing. It seems like most people that eventually come to see people like me are people that have been the medical route, and they didn't get any help. Right. And they spent lots of money doing all sure. that, and it, ultimately they're like, this didn't work for me. Is there anything else out there that will help? And so they're, of uh, I'll try anything now, and and they walk in the door, and we have a very high success rate. But even saying that, there's always some people that I think just fall on the spectrum of the faithless or the negative that uh, they just have reached a point in their lives where they just feel no matter what they do, it's not going to work. And Mm -hmm. when you're in that mode, it's very hard to get out of that mode. We've helped a lot of people get out of that mode over time, especially with the emotional therapies we do. But uh, sometimes people are just so stuck in that mode, they get to a point where they don't believe anything can help them. And that's what often ultimately leads to the separation of the body and the spirit. Or death, as we call it.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. Wow. Huh. Anything else to add about Reiki?
1: No, I think it gives you a general idea what Reiki is. Go give it a try. I, at times, use those kinds of things in my practice, too, uh, when I feel like I wouldn't call myself a Reiki master. But I know that... uh, energy gets out of balance. I learned that from acupuncture. You know, I typically begin with the things I feel my expertise is in, and that's using the uh, chiropractic adjustment, uh, the, mm-hmm. the soft tissue therapies, breaking up the adhesion, the myofascial adhesion, getting people on good nutritional supplements and getting them changing their their eating habits so that they're eating healthy and helping their body heal that way. Um, and getting them emotionally balanced as well Uh, and i would say the reiki probably falls into helping all of it in a way It, it doesn't supply any nutritional benefit but balancing the body's energy helping everything work right or improving that connection between the body and spirit is going to be beneficial to anybody yeah adding that in is definitely going to help the body to heal no doubt
0: absolutely all right. Well, thank you, Dr. Kell, for explaining to us what Reiki is. A big thank you to our sponsor, OceanBayNaturals.com. You can go there and find healing products for the skin and the body. And also, if you have any questions that you'd like us um, to answer, Dr. Kell, to answer on the show, you can email HealthTalkWithDrKell at com, and that's D-R-K-E-L-L at gmail.com. Anything else, Dr. Kell?
1: Uh, just, uh, again, the standard process website that'll be, you'll be able to go on and order standard process supplements is uh, holistichealth.standardprocess.com.
0: Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, our podcasts drop on Tuesday. So please tag a friend or family member if you enjoyed this. And uh, we look forward to speaking again next week.
1: Thanks, Dr. Kell. Right, thank you, Nikki. Everybody have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.
2: While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double-check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts podcasts and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and hosts Nikki Sterling.